0: You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation.
1: So tonight we're talking about Soul, another Pixar movie that just, man, Pixar's just in a rut right now. This movie is not that great. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I'm guess I'm better than Pixar. Why would you say that Pixar is, is in a
0: rut right now? I, I understand that maybe story-wise, they've been picking kind of leaves off a tree here and just trying to see which one looks the best. But I guess for, for money-wise, they seem to be doing pretty okay, it, despite this being the first Pixar movie to be released during pandemic, right? So on Disney Plus and a mix of theaters as well, because it was, Originally supposed to be
1: released uh, November of last year, I think. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Yeah, and then uh, it it came out on Disney Plus on 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 Christmas Day of two thousand twenty. So it's only been out for a few months, and we're talking about Soul tonight. And I, okay, so my <laughs> issue with this movie right off the bat, my issue with this movie. Um, Just to kind of go over the place with you, Eric, is that I I don't think the movie knows what it wants to be. And pun, I don't think the movie itself has a soul. It it, it doesn't know where it wants to go. It wants to go in one direction, but then it also wants to stay in this safe zone direction. And I kind of wish that it stayed in the safe zone. Um, it, it It goes off the rails for a while. And it doesn't end good. Like I remember when I finished watching the movie with my wife, and the movie was over with, and I went, "Oh, oh, that's it." I mean, where's this, where's this tear-jerking, standard Pixar move moment that's supposed to be, make me feel, and, and, and nothing. And I'm like, hmm. And like Trent, uh, I also discovered that that uh, that, that Trent Reznor uh, did the did the score for this film, which I thought was very, very interesting. <laughs> Like there's a lot of people in this that don't make sense.
0: <laughs> I well, that's I think a thing that Pixar is finding a new issue with is that they have all of the people, the right people involved with it, a lot of the star power in it. Because not only did they have Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross doing the film's um, soundtrack and composition here, but they also had a lot of. Things written and performed by like David Diggs was a big one. Who, as uh, you may or may not know, off of your favorite movie uh, Hamilton, was uh, yeah. out of that too. So you you have the people there, and then of course the the star power of like Jamie Foxx, who in his own self um, is a accomplished musician and actor, comedian, and everything else like that too. But then you have like Questlove, you know. Uh, Tina Fey was in this as well too, who is obviously not as uh, musical as as other people. But, you know, you, you had big names in this movie, so you had the star power to bring, to bring it in, just like you do with other movies, though, in Pixar, and it just kind of fails, because you had the same star power in something like Finding Dory. Right. You're right.
1: I, I, it, or all the just, Toy
0: Stories as well, too, because those are just—that's an established brand, though. Or how about Onward, then? Onward was another one, too, where you had a lot of names and star power bringing it into the movie, the appeal— but did it deliver the way that it wanted to?
1: No, I'm just because just because you have a cast full of stars doesn't mean it's going to do anything great. There's been a few movies like that. Geely would be one. Movie sure.
0: forty-three. <laughs> sure, you and know? movie forty-three is probably the best case scenario for the right
1: something there, like that, because you had
0: directors in with actors as well too. But right.
1: Um. but my issue with this movie is that is that we are introduced to Jill Gardner. He's a middle school music teacher, New York. He always wants to be a jazz musician. He's not looking to – what actually – okay, so I'm going to backtrack. What I do like is that he doesn't have dreams to be the biggest musician and playing at Madison Square Garden like a movie like this would be. Mm -hmm. His dreams is just to play piano in a jazz band in some uh, speakeasy somewhere. Like that's just what he wants to do. And he's never had the opportunity to, he gets a chance to, right? And he falls in the manhole, gets knocked out or pretty much dead, which doesn't make sense. So I guess we'll figure that out at all. You know, like, is was he dead? We'll figure that out later as we talk. And then he goes to, you know, the great before, the great beyond, right? To discover himself. We have seen this a thousand times. And I guess that's where the frustrating part is, it, because at the start of it, Pixar has always been a movie that... Pixar has always been a brand that was revolutionary and didn't always tell the generic same old stories. And I think that's this is where they're coming from now, is that typical story.
0: Yeah, I, I get what you mean by telling a typical story and then being kind of safe. This story was predictable and linear. You could almost... Um, very much accurately guess the happy ending at the end because you already have that mix in with it being a cartoon, Disney Pixar. It's not going to end on some sort of tragedy or somber note here. It's going to have an uplifting ending just because it's a family movie. And therefore you can kind of predict what's going to happen, especially when the plot itself digs itself into, I don't even want to say digs into a deeper hole because it really didn't. It just kind of went into, uh, well, Grasping for for story lifelines here, and just really to try to progress it into whatever the whatever this was. Right. I. They made a lot of metaphors too, like uh, uh, commenting about how you know lost souls. You know how some people who are are kind of uh, like they they had the example of the one day trader or the one who uh, was a lost soul, and he used the example of him being found, and he wipes off his desk and he's he's found new inspiration he's like oh i I, i'm free i'm free but then they contradict themselves by going in later on in the barbershop scene um, and talking about the difference between working in passion you know like or profession and passion i guess i should say you know because because one can drive the other and not often do you get to have both in the same sequence and there's just a lot of like it's convoluted in, in a lot of their lessons. They're trying to teach it. it here.
1: Oh, it's very convoluted because. Uh, okay, so I, I said it before, and then you were dead. Is he dead? When he fell on the manhole cover, is he dead? I. So I would. I thought yes
0: because his soul is going through the motions, obviously of being ascended into the, into the yeah into the great beyond, the next chapter, the next part. But then we see his body. Uh without any, uh, I guess, injury or broken bones, just kind of just sitting in the
1: hospital bed. Right. So like somebody found him in the manhole cover, but somehow this was going on. This is where the movie fails. The movie should have been, and I know this sounds dark to all the Pixar people out there, right? Mm -hmm. But the guy should have died. That should have been it of his life on Earth. And then the whole movie should have been about him, Joel, joe as the soul helping 22 to find her body that she's supposed to be the soul with and have him have a happy ending of this was his destiny was to help this one because in the movie we get 22 the reason why she called 22 is because we have millions and billions of souls and they're all numbered from when they were created, I'm assuming, is how it was going. Yep. And he gets with Tina Fey, who was number 22 is her name. And she's had partners with Abraham Lincoln, and so on and so forth, all these different other historical figures that were a fun little joke. Uh, and she could never find her last thing that she needed to go to Earth to be uh, a, a soul of a person. Sure. So that's what this movie should have been. It was just that stuff. Kind of like Inside Out. It didn't go that route. and needed to stay that route. And then once they go back to Earth. And now Jamie Foxx is a cat. And Tina Fey is now Jamie Foxx's character. Joe. I'm checked out. I'm done. I, I'm not interested at all. Where this movie goes.
0: Yeah. I, I would agree. Point. Because they, they there were a lot of different directions. That they could have gone into. The story again. About uh, the main character Joe. Just kind of being this teacher. And him just like not feeling like he's living up to his potential or his passion he wanted to be somewhere else and he's just very uh burnt out of what he's doing even though he's doing what he loves which is playing music for for a living but he wants to do it in a different scenario and i i thought that when he did initially pass or die in the first uh, kind of part that we see uh, him going to the great beyond uh and Them seeing this introduction to how the Great Beyond works, about how uh, passion uh, inspires uh, the the souls to um, make them complete and then have a fulfilling life in Earth. And that's kind of the different uh, people that you see down there because it's a nice eclectic mix of people with different interests and everything else. And And I enjoyed that. That really is. But you're right. I think that the message should have been something else. He should not have gone back. I think he should have been no. dead from the beginning. I think they would have made it for a better story because they would have focused more on 22 being the main character. And then, Joe, what I would have liked to have seen in this movie is uh, because when he dies and he goes into the Great Beyond, he falls off the track. He's apparently the first to do so in billions of years, by the way, too. The first person to, to not want to die and jump off the track, which I, I thought was a little far-fetched as well. Um, right. and, and then... Was able to also sneak past and pull one off all of these sentient beings, all these next level, you know, uh, four dimensional characters here um, who can just kind of bend the rules of physics and do whatever the hell they want. He's able to sneak it past them, which is I thought was a little little uh, weird, too. But again, for the story, I'll swallow the pill. Let's go along with it.
1: Yeah. And also I, get the quiet coyote. Yeah. Well, all the jokes. I love the quiet coyote. <laughs> I love it. the quiet coyote. That's amazing. There are a lot of good jokes the- in this movie. It was really funny because, because when that entity did like you know like like the whole Kawhi Coyote sign, I was like, is she doing an NWO thing? And I then she's like, Kawaii Coyote. Gonna go with that. And then yeah. I, yeah, and my wife uh, does uh, preschool, and uh, I'm just like, oh, you need to do that because if I was a preschool teacher, I would so be doing that from now on. Like I just find that <laughs> just really fucking hilarious. Everything before Joe's soul transforms into the cat it's just really good. It's really it's 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 gold in my opinion, Eric. It's really good this idea of these souls and they have to have passion and then they're like, you know, they have to go to these little huts in this great before to get their personality traits or whatever. I thought it was really good. Like it was it was interesting. It was I was intrigued. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this is a new way of looking at it. This is cool." And, like, I just wish that was the movie, you know, because he had his partner in crime, Tina Fey, number 22. And then, boom, he goes, you know, back to Earth. And now we have the body switch antics, which I hate body switch movies. I've never liked body switch movies. And this became that. This is the hot chick, right? This is Freaky Friday at this point.
0: Yeah, I I didn't much care for for the body swap either. I think they could have done it. Maybe a little bit more where like maybe they both go in and they have to share his body or something like that or share another body or share 22's new body or, you know, something like that. But to, for him to just kind of sleeping in a hospital bed after falling down a sewer and dying and then just getting up with with no cuts or scrapes or even that, you know, it was a little ridiculous. And then there being a cat on the bed uh, to be like, oh, well, that cat is there because they predict the deaths of, you know, whatever the hell, of whoever's coming up next. Again, mm-hmm. all those I felt were a, a bit of a leap, especially to get to where the final message was in this movie. But in that body swap, we get to have a few of those those life learning lessons because Joe learns in this body swap. He learns a lot more about his mother. He learns a lot more about his co-workers. He learns a lot more about his supposed, I guess, uh, acquaintances, which are now maybe friends through the barber shop, too, just by talking mm. to them. Because... It seems to me that in Joe, in his entire life, that he wanted to be a jazz musician, he's also very selfish
1: and absorbed in very. his own goal because he's not been yep. paying
0: attention to these other people.
1: No, you know? the people that he's gone to for years, like the barber, you know, and well, I'm here. That's not what I want to do as a barber, but I'm here because of X, Y, and Z. And that's supposed to be like a big moment of all the Joe Schmells out there. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm not doing what I want to do either, but... Yeah, got me in the feels. You know, that that's great. That's yeah. great, but I think it should have been done in a different way. And I guess I wanted more of 22. And the reason why I guess I wanted more of 22 is because her story's so interesting. Because think of the billions and billions and billions of people people live in this earth, you know, in 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 and our actual reality, the billions of people that have come across on this planet, and she's number 22 out of that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, like that to me is really interesting. And they like they do it in monologue a little bit, but I kind of want to know more. And she gets some of that redeeming quality when she eats pizza for the first time in Joe's body and really loves it, realizes I love it that that life is this grand thing and blah blah blah. Just find it completely interesting, but then they just they just lose me with these very, very shitty jokes. Like just just not good jokes <laughs> that I would I would I would hold Pixar standard to to this day. And then like, you know, like To end my rant, Eric, and why I'm saying this, is that my wife and I had this discussion last night. She was like, why are you holding this movie to a high standard? Like, you're so pissed off. Because that's the thing that you said, Eric, as an example, where it's like there's no scrapes or bruises when he's in the hospital. It's like my answer is because that's what Pixar demanded because of what they've done so far. Yeah. And this movie just seems lackluster, seems weak, seems like the flavor of the month. It doesn't seem like anything good. Like, I think WALL-E has more to say than what this movie does
0: oh sure I, I get that because i I feel like whatever big note of like lesson or whatever they were trying to have in this was shadowed by their attempts to be kind of cute and pixari right just like right. like you say like the, their jokes aren't uh, I, I said I, I liked their their jokes but not like the setup and the punch. Which is what they try to do with a lot of these. The Pixar does, and they, again, they do a very good job with this in, in a lot of their movies. I'd say all their movies, especially in, in the cartoon, or well, they're all cartoons, is the situational parts of it. You know, the, the the moments where they're in the city, or you know, they're in a building, and uh, um, you know, he's a cat and she's him, and they they kind of have that situational joke of capability. Those work. Those are relatable. Those are those are funny because it's observational humor rather right. than me giving you something and then waiting for you to laugh. Kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. almost missing like the brick wall behind me type of thing. Right. Uh, they did a very good job of, of that. But again, for any one thing that they hit on, they missed on the next few steps after that. That barbershop scene was really good because I felt like you could have done a lot more with that. You have the barber realizing that his passion was to really be a veterinarian, but his profession is to be a barber. And I think that that would have helped out a lot. What I wanted from Joe was for him to, again, stay dead, but then realize that his passion is music. I understand that. That's great. We've established that. And maybe to reaffirm that, but more... But uh, or maybe that his job is music and that his passion is to teach. He's he has done a good job in this entire movie to inspire others around him, and for it to end the way that it did in his selfish endeavor, it really did not connect with me. He it no. would have hit harder for me in in I, and I hope for a lot of the people if Joe, the main character, realized that his passion was to inspire others. He has such yeah. a, a love for music, and he's doing such a good job because they do it repeatedly throughout this movie, whether it be the girl in right. the trombone in the start of the movie, and then again on the stairs of his apartment, or the entire lesson of 22. You know, like People around him are, are inspired just by talking to him. He gives them something. And for him to just be like, oh, okay, well, I learned that I can do that, Back to me being a jazz player again. It's like, no, man. They, they should have kept him on as the great beyond one of those those teachers, the mentors.
1: Right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Because cause there are some moments in this movie towards the end of it here where it's like really, really impacting. And then it just loses it all, What then they would get. Like uh, like you talked about earlier, Eric, uh, the lost souls, you know, how they just like these big balls of whatever with tentacles, mm-hmm. you know, and just they're just lost souls. Like, what a great image that was. Like, I, I really enjoyed that imagery that they gave us. And then it's like, okay, so now, like, 22, after everything happens, so 22 is ready to go to Earth now, you know, she's finally ready, you know, she has her passion, and you get that feels moment where it's like, Joe's going to fall to Earth with her. He's going to hold on as long as he can, right? Mm -hmm. And that's supposed to be like a good-feel moment of them just falling, accepting the fate. Let's move on. And then, you know, boom, 22's on Earth. She's doing what she's doing. We never hear from her again, which I'm really upset about. Like, we don't know what body she inhabited. Or, like... Is, is is 22 now and a baby being born? I'm assuming that's what they're trying to tell us. Uh, don't know. And then, you know, Jerry's going ready to go. T- I'm sorry, Joe's ready to go to the Great Beyond, and, and like, one of the Jerry stop by. It's like, hey, you're like an inspiration because of what happened to 22. So we're going to give you a third chance with life. Dumb, yeah. And, and go back to your moment. And he's like, okay. And the movie ends. It doesn't end with... You know what? I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a jazz musician. You know what? I'm not going to be a jazz musician. I'm going to be a teacher. You know what? I'm going to walk the earth like in Kung Fu and try to find the person that 22 inhabited. Like, I don't know. What's he, what, What's his choice? It's like, they can forgive me the third chance, and he walks it out with a blaze of glory. Everything's great. It's like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. No.
0: I, I, I agree with you, because no. even, even in the band with uh, uh, Dorothea is, is the, the big jazz musician that uh, gives him a break and being like, all right, you know, hey, buddy, I like your chops. Go ahead and you can perform in my band. Um, in that band, one of the people I, I think is uh, either uh, uh, Questlove or uh, uh, Donnell Rawlings uh, that plays one of his ex-students. Even that student was inspired by by Joe, you know. Like, there's a ripple effect that he's causing, and they feel like they just completely washed over it, right? And, and really made it a, a different movie. I would have liked to, yes, at the end, if he stayed dead and uh, to have some sort of closure to know what 22 is doing. That here's a person who who's, you know, a new life. You know, is a new a new inspiration, a new hope. That's that's there. That would have been really nice as well, too. But I, I, again, this is where I don't know if. if they felt the need to kind of simplify things. I, don't, I use the word simplify it because dumb down is is an insult to it because I don't think they were trying to, to dumb it down. They were trying to make it simple for the audience, you know, uh, for them to, to kind of follow along. But instead, they got mixed up in their own direction. Uh, the creators, think, of the, the writers, that is.
1: Well, you're right, and I'm going to feed off of you on that one. I think the biggest issue with Perkshire right now is they're not making it, well, like for a better word, simple, stupid, Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Monsters Inc., Fighting Nemo, like the big, big ones, right? It's a very simple story, and it doesn't have to be like you said, uh, not dumbed down. But you know what I mean. You know, well, no, uh, because it all to those be movies, that.
0: you're right. to talk. All those movies, you can explain the synopsis in maybe one or two sentences. Right.
1: It's simple. With this, hey, what's Soul about? A guy that dies, that doesn't die that dies again, tries to get a soul to go to Earth because they need to find the passion. I don't know. It's confusing. They made this too confusing. And it's not just simple stupid. And that's when I feel that Pixar benefits from, is when it's simple stupid, because then you have a decent story, a beginning, middle, and end, and it's because of the simple story and it's because of the voice actors that are doing the characters make you feel a certain way. Like, case in point, Up, one of my actual favorite top 100 films of all time, and the first 10 minutes of the movie, you get everything you need to know about the characters without them speaking. Sure. I just by the song and the imagery, you get their life together as a married couple in that movie. And not once did I get that emotion with this movie that is I'm expecting from Pixar.
0: Do you think this movie would have benefited from having an antagonist? There was no bad guy in this movie.
1: Every Pixar movie needs to have a bad guy, right? This didn't have a bad guy. It needs to. I mean, if you want to argue that the one Jerry that was like uh ninja Jerry sneaking around trying to get Joe <laughs> back, I guess could be the bad guy. But you're right. There needs to be an antagonist with the protagonist. Has to be. That's just simple storytelling. And this movie I, didn't have yeah. that.
0: I think that was uh, Richard Iowati's uh, character. Uh... Was it? The, the the accounting accountant yeah, Jerry the
1: accounting guy, The accounting Jerry. Which do they even explain why they're called Jerry? All these beans. I I thought, I thought
0: they did, or maybe they're just. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that they did, but again, I, I might have been not paying attention or missed just because of other little jokes or something else like that. I don't. Right. I don't think that they did. I thought they'd be like, oh yeah, we're all called Jerry because of this, but but I could be wrong on that. I do it's. I
1: don't think it's. Right important anyway you can call them anything else really you know what this movie is for me before we get a popcorn marine? this movie is in the same category and i'm saying i'm sorry to say it but this movie is the emoji movie for me well like sure. it, it, i mean this movie is in that category of emoji movie in that category with lego movie status like just just it's trying to be something and it doesn't know what it wants to be this movie is below sausage party and i bring that up because of the style
0: <laughs>
1: let me ask you a question it, then because i, so, I, I
0: feel I, I feel like we we are airing out a lot of there are uh parts of the movie that we did not like so
1: i'll ask the opposite what parts of this movie did you enjoy actually you know what i enjoyed everything before Uh, He goes back when he's with the cat when he's in the body of the cat like I just love the idea of the great before the great beyond it all was Very very fun interesting. I I liked this quote-unquote world So I wanted to stay more the other thing that I liked is when he decided to fall to earth with 22 holding hands That was a moment Uh, that's a moment that could hit people in multiple different ways about being with somebody uh, Going to their fate mm-hmm. uh, it, it could be a lot You know I would Equivalent to maybe your Spouses dying this is their last Moments and you hold their hand being With them you know before they pass That kind of maybe of a situation um, So that I thought was done Really well visually other than That the middle part And the ending Just destroys it for me though All those happy things I just said destroys it for me because it doesn't know what it wants to be I think this movie wanted to be something more and I'm curious of the original rough draft to see how it actually was you know what I mean like I'm curious to kind of see maybe so, wanting is
0: is one thing but yeah I, I would certainly say that it, it tried to attempt to to be I think something than than what it's being received as
1: right because cuz I'm looking this up right now and right here this is this is little two sentences soul is very heavily positively received by critics and praised for its animation story voice acting and music And it also is at the 78th Golden Globe Awards. The film was nominated for Best Animated Film and Original Score. I will not agree with that first sentence that this movie is is praised for the animation and story and voice act. How can we we praise animation anymore when we've seen this since 1995 with Toy Story? I mean, yes, the animation in here is better than Toy Story 95, but what else is there that's new?
0: Well, coming from 1993 Toy Story to now, like there's obviously a, a big level in the rendering of, of quality in the animation. The cityscape is beautiful in this. The, the imagery of the Great Beyond is beautiful in this, and, and we could compliment those all day. But again, that's just complementing the technology that we are born into. You know, right, that's like me complimenting the car that I see outside because it was made in 2021. It's like, oh, it's a beautiful,
1: amazing car. It's like, yeah, but I haven't seen the car in 2025 yet, right? Good point. So, I mean, I so overall, yeah, that's okay. You know, what, Eric, let's get into our popcorn rating real quick. Uh, I'll go first because we always end with you. So, uh, this one's this one's going to be a small, uh, soul is a small because I think this is one of the weakest Pixar movies. This is the same category as uh. As the good dinosaur just just doesn't do it right. Hmm. I think they're trying to tell more of a kid friendly story than what they should be telling a serious story. Um, I was hoping because this movie kind of re, kind of a little bit reminded me of of um, uh, the one movie with Robin Williams. Uh, oh crap! Robots.
0: Bust-
1: no. Gully. No. Uh, when he dies and goes to hell. What dreams may what come. What dreams may come. So I was thinking, oh, is it going to be something like this to where he has to like go through? Cause, cause what dreams may come is pretty much Dante's Inferno. So I was like, oh, they're going to do this. And I guess that's what I was kind of hoping for. Uh, the voice acting in, in these kind of movies, uh, I never can really praise or, or or knock because I think they're all just decent for what they do. I wish, I wish Tina Fey did a little bit more of a better job because I didn't feel some of her frustration, but overall I don't feel the voice acting anything. Oh, Jamie Foxx, this is great. You know? Um, but, uh, I don't like the body swap thing. Uh, movie lost me. Uh, there is some cute moments. Uh, my four year old absolutely enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, yeah, but for me, small bag overall, this is something that you should definitely skip. This is not something that's great in Pixar. Go watch WALL-E. That's better. Eric, what say you? What's your popcorn rating? I I have
0: to agree on a small bag. Uh, this got better reviews on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and a lot of people were praising, I think those little parts and just kind of ignoring the parts that they did not like and just really... You know, really buffing up the, the parts that they they did enjoy. I can understand that because there were a lot of a lot of enjoyable parts in this movie. I did enjoy a lot of parts in this movie, and I got even choked up at a different parts in this movie as well too. But this movie is not going to bring me back. Um, and just actually to expand on what you had said before, I feel like Pixar is really starting to get more towards this PC kind of kid message friendly type movie the other movies it really had a lot of existential kind of lessons in it that adults could relate to as well finding nemo fuck that's a parent losing their kid you know and and the lengths that a parent would go to to try to get that kid back now the kid's not going to see that message a parent will a parent will most certainly think to themselves yeah i will go the entire length of an ocean and through all that to get my kid back that's that's something that a parent can relate to. You know, mm-hmm. but this the the characters in this did not have the same levels that those other characters would. You know, the 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 journey that they're going through uh, to have this character just jump off of the the the, uh, the elevator, the the highway to uh, you know to heaven, I guess stairway to heaven, I should say rather, there highway to hell. You know, to have them jump off of there and to really learn not much of a lesson when he gets resurrected for a third time yeah or for a second time i guess it it really is just seems missed right. i did enjoy very much the message of inspiration and passion in this movie i'm a very passionate person and i i really felt that you know to have they um, in the movie, they had a reference to the zones, you know, those, those meditations that all the some characters are in, whether it be the one hippie doing the sign spinning on the corner and they're right. just in their zone. That's that thing. That's great. That's hilarious, you know, or whether it be, you know, some other person kind of doing what they need. And like that's that's their moment. And they even go back to it on Joe when he plays the piano, you know, and, and not even just the piano, but but a piece that is significant to him. He's in that zone. That's how he can relate to 22. That's how he can communicate is by getting into that zone. Uh, now, obviously, that's a true, that that scene was a little ridiculous because not only does he go into the zone, but now he stays in the zone to try to find 22. It's just like, well, you know, again, um, cause and effect there that, that seems like it doesn't match. But I liked that. You know, uh, the way that 22 said that she's messing with the basketball player who's in his zone the entire time, I thought was great. Like, right. there are little bits in here that that really, you could have made so much more. These, these little, little anthills that you could have made into mountains here. And they just pushed it aside, I think, so they could have something cutesy. instead. So they could, so they could have a quiet coyote instead, rather than it being this, this inspirational or passionate message that you have. Um, they missed the mark with this. I, I, I really... Do you feel that did it was it an enjoyable movie sure I did enjoy it I, I really did but to be have it compared in the Pixar library against all the other ones there's nowhere near the impact that the other movies did This movie right. will not have the same message that I think that they were trying to go for it gets nominated because uh, best animated is now just a Pixar category fucking try to prove me wrong on that you know, will, I will not prove you wrong on that because yeah, that yeah, yeah Pixar could 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 make a movie about Well they did. Uh, I, know, but it's, I was gonna say the emoji movie has has poop in it and it's just like oh yeah, give that thing an award. It's like no movie well, was shit yeah. because it actual it had give actual it shit in it. <laughs>
1: give it an award. I don't know why I found that funny, man, but it but was funny it's, to me. It's, it's uh... silly
0: to me, but you know uh, when you have other. Other titles compared to this in the Pixar category, some of them work, some of them don't. This one, just it just did not work for me. Again, it's a fun movie, and I'm sure that the kids watching it will enjoy it, but it's, it's an eye roll for me, and I, I, I give it a small bag. Um, better luck next time. I like the characters and everything else, but I, I stick by
1: that. Right. No, I agree with you. Well, everybody, we hope that are listening, you can stick by us. You can always check us out, like always, at movieguyspodcast.poppy.com, all your social media platforms, and also wherever you get your podcast from, we are on. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Have a good night.